Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. That's it. I have had enough. I'm out of here. Well, hello. This is Ken Decker and Yetta Decker. And we're excited to be with you and welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, tools, tips, and thoughts that we all need. You, I, all of us deserve these tools. And you can turn your house to a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Yeah, my go-to phrase mm-mm, was, I'm out of here. I've had enough done like dinner. D word, dinner done. Mm. So in this episode, what you'll learn is how you can sometimes get to the very edge of the end of something and still turn back and make it work. Right. So we're going to have, I'm going to call it Confessions 101. <laughs> um, and we're okay. So uh, was that, this, this conversation actually takes a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of just getting real with what was. We were so close to the edge, relationally, financially, mentally, just a mess. I mean, I was probably a bigger mess than Ken because I was the one that was threatening. And the voices in my head told me I was done. I needed to be done. And I was supposed to be done. It was awful. And that was our life. It might have looked okay on the outside. It didn't look maybe all that bad to someone else. And I don't know about you. Have you ever found yourself, hmm, it's a song and I don't sing, but being a pretender, being a pretender that things were okay when they really weren't okay. We have a tendency to kind of keep the hard, horrible, nasty stuff to ourselves. I know we did, and which meant we couldn't get any help. Mm. And then we got tricked. Yeah. And then you wonder, you know, you might wonder why are they sharing all this stuff about their first years of marriage? And it wasn't the first year or two. We're talking nine, nine years, nine years. Mm. <laughs> you say it almost with a smile, except that's it only because felt like three minutes underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes underwater, nine years. So we will give you the, the good news is this is now 30 years later. And so when you have two good-willed people and they're willing to move through and away from the edge, no matter how close to the edge they find themselves, things can shift, except it didn't happen quite that quickly. And remember I said a minute ago we were tricked because we were not going for help. There was no way, no how that was going to happen in my life. Hmm. And so you think we were tricked. We were tricked. Have you ever been (laughs) tricked? You didn't see it coming 
We didn't see what was about to happen next, but finances were upside down. Relationship was upside down. I mean, we didn't even know that we were going to still be hanging out with our kids. Things had gotten so out of control. It was and catastrophic. Kids, and our kids were young. How old were they when it was coming? Three and six. It was about to come to the end. And, mm-hmm. and there was a time I can remember we were driving on Highway 43. Hmm. I was driving a Buick Regal. Silver in color. And Yetta was sitting beside me. And I had a really bad habit when we would argue. And one thing was Yetta loved to trap me in the car because she thought, oh, he can't get away. I'm going to talk to him and he's going to respond. Nicely. And, and I would drive and I would be quiet and she'd be getting angrier and I would get angry and then it would blow. And then I did silly things, which put actually me and her in jeopardy was to drive faster, to accelerate because I had control of the car and she didn't. So there's one day we, I started driving too fast and she grabbed this, the, uh, the gear shift mm. and threw it into park at 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah. 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 And I thought, oh, my goodness, my transmission is going to be on the ground. And all I heard was tick, 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 tick. And I grabbed the steering column, the gear shift, and I threw it back into drive. And I turned to her and I said, don't you ever do that again. Well, how do you think that went? Right? It didn't go well. I bet it didn't take a half a second. Not proud to admit it now. These are not funny, happy stories, except because we were tricked, it's turned out okay. And I grabbed that gear shift as quickly as it had gone back into drive, and it was back in park. And it started ticking again. And so, yeah, I was angry. The veins were sticking out on the side of my neck, and... I pulled that car over as fast as I could. There might have been some squealing tires when I hit the brakes. Might have been. <laughs> and I told her to get out. Right. Get out of the car. And I'm not proud of it. She got out. And then I started driving down the road. And I looked in the rearview mirror and I could barely see her. And it wasn't because she was that far away. It was because the tears were streaming down my face. And I thought, you know, like, what am I doing? I agreed to care for her for better and for worse. This was for worse right now. I was supposed to rescue her, not be her villain. Mm. And so I went down the highway for about, I don't know, half a kilometer, kilometer. You might remember how long it took. It felt like forever. <laughs> and... I said, what am I doing? And I spun the car around, went back, and picked her up. And I'd like to say that was the end of the volatility, and it wasn't. It was not the end of it, but it was a wake-up call. It was close to the edge of the point of no return. And then, as I said, we were tricked. We were tricked by being invited to go somewhere we would never go in a million years. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, not on our own volition. And 
by the most unlikely person. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a history of depression and sadness, a history of anger in both our families. Mm -hmm. There was a history of separation and divorce mm -hmm. in my family, especially. Um, and that was where we were heading. Although I was committed, we were fighting not fairly. We were fighting hurtfully. And something needed to change. Yeah. So no matter how bad it could get, if you actually get tricked, <laughs> it can actually turn around. Or if you have two good-willed people. Problem is we don't normally look for help. So we got what was called divine help from the most unusual sources. Because to err is human. And to forgive is divine. Yes. So you will want to listen to the next part <laughs> because we're going to share what that trick was and how it came to be that we're still married 40 years after our first date. Yeah. One day I had a welcome. And I had wonderment. It was a good thing. We're excited to be with you again to give you free access to over 403 episodes where we get to share insider tips on real estate and so much more. This one is the relational aspects of life and how even you can get close to the edge and still come out the other side. So we want to continue to move forward with you thriving in life. Yeah, so that welcome and wonderment occurred Easter of 1991. When How many years ago is that, Yetta? 30. So <laughs> that was like a really long time ago. It was, you know, we didn't want to be there. Have you ever been somewhere where you didn't want to be, and yet it was the game changer for your life? Mm, so on this episode, we're going to actually share how mm. a praying community and a community of support can be a catalyst mm -hmm. for a 100% turnaround in someone's marriage or life or relationships. Right. And they may not even want it. Like, I didn't know that that's what I wanted. So the wonderment wasn't like I was wondering what it's going to be like when somebody drags me to church. The answer was, I ain't going. <laughs> and then I found myself there. Yeah, and how did that happen? The most unlikely person who was my dad, and my dad left my mom and I on my 18th birthday. And he said, you know what? You're the youngest. You're a man now. I'm out of here. And then several years later, how many In years later? Several. Matter. Ten, <laughs> 10 or so, you know, and he did the best he could. He didn't know how to continue to navigate and he had had it modeled for him. So sometimes nobody was out to get anybody. And yet as the kid, it felt like it. Oh, there's consequences. There's, there's consequences. consequences it, to everything. it did take a lot of work, some mm -hmm. uh, counseling and things to forgive my dad and to go and reconcile with him and really close that that loop and then one day he came up and he was visiting mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. with his wife, and they came, his new wife, and he had accepted Christ as his savior. And so he would come up and he'd watch Christian shows on the TV, and we'd get a little frustrated because we wanted him to play with his grandchildren, not watch Crystal Cathedral or whatever it was on the TV. Mm-hmm. And this one Easter, he said, we'd like to go to church for Easter Sunday. Would you come with us if we went? And we said, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Well, sort of like we'd prefer not, but if we have to, we well, will. Well, we'd rather be together than with family than be separate when he came all the way up right. to visit us. And many would turn off the TV. Yes. So that was happy. So they said, well, what churches are there? And we named a few. And he said, oh, Trinity Bible Church. We lived in Osgoode. It was only a couple minute drive. And so we went there. Right. And so we were, I'm going to say drugged there. We weren't drugged. We were kind of dragged. And yet what the wonder was is even though we were resistant, could you tell how resistant we were? We felt tricked. We felt manipulated. Except in that space, in the most unlikely situation or setting, I saw a couple. And they were interacting in such a way. And for the first time, I noticed a spark, not between Ken and I, between the couple, between each other. And I, for the first time, wondered, wondered, not how do I get out of here, if you listen to the previous part, not how I could get out of here. That's not what I was thinking in this moment, but secretly I was harboring in my thoughts and in my head and in my heart, I wonder, I wonder what could be. I don't really know what it is I just witnessed between these two people, and yet I wonder Mm -hmm. if I could have that. Yeah, and they were 10 years our senior, basically, Mm -hmm. and so they were like a role model, a a person that – Not that they had done anything yet, Mm -hmm. just the way they interacted and the sparkle in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was the welcome. We were so warmly welcomed. And we, right after we got married, we moved out of our hometown and we were far away from family. And so our community was gone and we didn't really build a strong community. So to be really welcomed in as a stranger, but welcomed like, Mm -hmm. like we were long lost friends. That was amazing for me. Yeah. And then they started to show us without our permission, right? (laughs) Which is the best part because that's sometimes what community does. It doesn't necessarily come in loud and telling us what was wrong with us. They didn't do that. They just started offering small groups. They started offering sessions on how to manage money and how to raise kids and how to communicate with your spouse. All things we needed. We found out later they did them for us. Right. We didn't know that for five years. Five years later, we were given the inside scoop through yes. somebody that knew something that we didn't know. And also, we didn't know they were praying for our family. So when we showed up, it was like an answer to prayer. And that's why the, the super warm welcome I think they would have been that warm, welcoming if it was you that walked into that building, and they still would today. And yet there was a sense of they knew who we were, even if we didn't know who they were. And it was through a real estate client, which is kind of, and I hadn't told them nothing, but have you ever noticed that people can sense things on you, even if you don't use your mouth, your body expresses things that you don't know it's expressing? 
And so mm-hmm. they knew there was a need so they could come along. So where have you ever come along somebody that didn't say they had a need that you could fill, but you've actually come alongside them and you know you've been a catalyst in being the difference maker? Yes. Coming yes. alongside and potentially praying. And eventually what we did is we made a commitment to Christ, which then turned our eyes into a totally different direction, and we became, I first became less self-absorbed and more Christ-focused and Ken-focused. And I want to say it was magical that it happened overnight. It didn't happen overnight. But as we instilled the behaviors and the tools and the techniques, you know, we keep talking about tools, techniques, thoughts, and ideas, and tips. Mm. We learned them the hard way bit by bit by bit. Yeah, it started then, mm-hmm. small group session after small group session. We actually, for like a year, carried a little piece of parquet flooring around in our pocket because we would yell and interrupt with each other. But if we had the floor, that meant you got to talk. And then when I was finished talking, I'd pass it to Yetta and she would get to talk. And then when she was done and I had listened well, then she would pass the floor back to me. And it was a simple little technique that actually allowed us to start to listen to one another instead of trying to yell over top of each other. Right. And so you may say, what's this got to do with me? Maybe it's not a marriage relationship that you're struggling with. Maybe it's a work relationship. Maybe it's with a child. But really what you need to do is have wonder. Open up your mind's eye. Open up your heart and wonder, could things be different if I shifted how I saw the world. Mm -hmm. And we've attended that same church for the last 30 years. Most of the people that were part of that are no longer there. And yet it's still home. It's still our community and it's our family. So sometimes the family you think you need or you needed to have as a family Maybe there's another plan and someone else is going to be that for you. Three quarters, great. One quarter, terrible. That's pretty awesome, right? So we've created for you access to over 423 episodes of Life's Inside Track. Over like a 30-year period, we've been bringing not only real estate wisdom and knowledge and insight, but also how to make house home and how to really have a thriving relationship. So that's what we're going to chat a little bit more about specifically today. Mm -mm -mm. I like having a thriving relationship. Do you? I do. And what's the gig about three quarters great and one quarter nasty? Is that good enough? Well, it would be nice if we didn't have the one quarter nasty, Mm. But the one quarter nasty may have made the three quarters excellent, great. And we're talking 40 years. So nine years of eh. What do you mean eh? Eh, like nasty. Bad. Really bad. And you know what? We remember the bad fights. There was a little, there were some good times in there too. There was some sprinkled in there. Sprinkled in good times. There had to be some sprinkles. So the one we're going to share today, and what we'll learn today is how we can turn our mess into a message. Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. So we went mm-hmm. from broke, really, living paycheck to paycheck, having our Visa and MasterCard maxed, borrowing money from one credit card, like our, our Canadian Tire Card at 28%, borrowing on that mm-hmm. to pay the minimum payment on our Visa because we at least knew enough not to ruin our credit by not making our minimum payments, right. even though we did it in a very poor way. Right. And so we learned day after day consistency. You've heard us talk about consistency. If you've listened to any Life's Inside track, you know that one of our favorite go-tos beyond location, location, location is consistency, consistency, consistency. So as we instilled new habits, we learned how to handle this thing called money, how to make good use of our finances to the point that Ken wrote a book and I co-authored it because you got to know it wasn't a solo activity. You read every chapter after I wrote it and and gave me Mm -hmm. edit ideas and ideas for things in it. Right, because what we realized is that the mess we'd had, we weren't given the privilege and the honor of getting out of it just for ourselves. Whether we were talking the money situation, the the lack of wealth to now knowing what to do with finances so that could actually be turned into wealth, or whether it was the relational, I don't even know how to describe it, chaos, mess, catastrophic, whether it was the discord with our kids, whether it was we just didn't even know how to communicate without yelling and screaming and freaking each other out and everybody else that was in our midst. Mm-hmm. We knew that as we navigated through those, or it became clear that it wasn't just for us to have a great life. No. And I think it was, you know, we sat down the other day and we added it up and it was a big number, like $1.1 million that we've spent on each other. On growth. On growth. On courses Um, and books and mentors and coaches. I almost thought you said horses. It was courses. (laughs) Courses. (laughs) We did not play the horses. (laughs) No. It was courses. No, the one vice we didn't have was gambling. We did not. That's one thing we didn't do. Hallelujah. (laughs) There was something good there. So... You know, and we didn't know that we'd ever actually share that number out loud because it sounds like when we did the math, it sounded appalling to me. It sounded like, why would you invest that kind of money? Well, for us, and we were slow learners, clearly, or thorough learners, that's what it took for us. It took many mentors, many coaches, many courses. And what we know is that it wasn't just for us and for our kids and our grandkids and our family, although we're grateful, we were, um, it became clear. It became apparent that it was for you, that it was for you. If you are struggling in any of those core life areas, whether it's the vitality, which is our mental and our physical well-being, or whether it's success, like you haven't figured out how to have a great business or manage God's money or your money. And maybe you haven't figured out relationships. Maybe there's, or maybe you figured out all of those and you just know there's a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We know that 
if we collaborate, if we come together in community, if we wonder a little bit together, that these things can shift. Mm-hmm. And then everything shifts. Right. It's like writing the wealth formula book. In high school, I had a horrible time. English was my worst subject. To write a 500-word mm. essay was like torture. And then I wrote a 66,000-word book. And I wrote it for you. I wrote it for people that were like mm. me, that needed to get out of debt, needed to be able to learn how to build wealth and what to do with that wealth. And so that's why I wrote it. It wasn't to you know, make book sales and make a ton of money. It was to make a difference in someone's life. And it might be your life. You know, when we think about the wealth formula, why is money so important? Because when we didn't have any, we were a liability to others that didn't deserve for us to be a liability to them. It just hit me even as we were talking now. In what area, well, in all areas of our life, we were a liability to somebody, not just each other, not just our kids, to others. So if you maybe you're thriving and maybe there's nothing for you to learn. And yet you know somebody that you want to get as connected with, that you think, you know what? These people have something that they may need, that it may help them just to make one choice differently, consistently over time, and everything will change. Yes, for sure. And those changes happen slowly at first Mm. and then quickly. And quickly we turned our marriage around. We turned our finances around. We turned our family around. Mm. And it became like there was harmony in our life. There was joy. There was excitement. There was community. There was purpose. And now our purpose is to share the information that we've spent really 30 years gathering. And we want to share it with you. And and not just accidentally, like, you know, like you ran into us and you saw our relationship and you said, oh, I'd like that. And that might be a few people might be impacted by that. But we're starting to create evergreen content, stuff that is life changing. And one of those things is our 31 life step journey, which uh, is just amazing. We just came off of it. We recorded it. Then we came off, we did it with another group of people. And it's 31 steps that will exponentially change your life. And we didn't see it coming. We didn't think we would get that much out of it. And yet, guess what? We did too. So we're all in this together. We're not silos. We're not meant to do it alone. We are meant to do this in community. And as we open up our eyes, it's amazing. What we realized not long ago, well, we've realized it again and again, but the depth keeps getting deeper. That couple that was the inspiration that had the spark, it's kind of like we feel like we've become them. Not like them, (laughs) but our version of them. So we just are excited that we get to do this together. If you have questions, you can reach out to us. You can connect with us on our website, either at Decker Team, if you're thinking real estate, wealth building, or if it's life itself. 
through Double Decker. Double Decker dot life. <laughs> yeah. We're honored to be your partners on the journey of having a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward.